fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Well, welcome to Monday. Hello, America. Uh, looks like we're in trouble with, uh, with Russia now. Thank you, New York Times. New York Times uh, ran a story that the president has said is uh, treasonous. I don't agree with him on that. I'm actually happy to read this, that we're actually doing something about it. Um, however, let's remember that Putin said World War III is going to be fought with ones and zeros. So we are just entering another stage of this global game that I believe will end in World War III. We'll get into that and what it means to you in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, I want you to really understand that mortgage rates, even a, a seemingly small decline in interest rates, can have a big impact on your home affordability. And the other way is true as well. If interest rates start to rise, you're going to have a hard time. Uh, paying for your mortgage if you have an adjustable loan. Now, mortgage rates look like they're going to go down again, uh, which is a pretty big deal uh, in many ways. One, it'll make your uh, price of your loan or your home more affordable, but also that doesn't signal great things for the global economy. If you are looking to buy a home, you're probably not going to find mortgage rates uh, the, as low as they are or will be here in the next few months. Uh, in, in a very long time, I think, possibly ever. AmericanFinancing.net uh, is the place that I would go and call them at 800-906-2440. They are the mortgage consultants that I trust. They're the mortgage consultants that don't get people wrapped up in mortgages they cannot afford. And uh, they, they work not on commission, but salary. And so it doesn't matter if they sell you a mortgage or not. And remember, that's what banks are doing. They're selling you a mortgage. They're not giving you a loan. They're selling it to you. And so somebody on your side is really important. Working just with a salesperson at the bank is not the best idea. Working with American Financing, do your own homework, is the best idea. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Today's show is one I've wanted to do for months, um, and I haven't been able to, I just haven't been able to put it in, I haven't been able to get it in my mind exactly right yet, and uh, I've decided just to do it, uh, even though I don't feel it's exactly right, but I, I feel an urgency uh, and have for quite some time to talk to you about a few things. And if you have a chance to listen to today's show, uh, listen as long as you possibly can, or go back and listen to the podcast. You'll find this show uh, every day on podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast, and you can listen to it at your convenience. But today I think is an important one, and we're going to start by talking about what was in the New York Times. I don't know if you you read it or you just read the headlines, um, but the New York Times has come out uh, with uh, something that the president says is uh, treason. And I guess I can understand that, but I don't agree with it because it, it was all vetted. Apparently, 
and it it states it in the uh, article through the State Department and the NSA and uh, John Bolton. But here's what here's the basic um, gist of the story. Let me just give you the first paragraph. The United States is stepping up digital incursions into Russia's electric power grid in a warning to President Putin in a uh, demonstration of how the Trump administration is using new authorities to deploy cyber tools more aggressively, current and former government officials say. Now, this is the problem with it. They say it's current and uh, former officials, and so it's the unnamed sources. In interviews over the past three months, the officials described the previously unreported deployment of American computer code inside Russia's grid and other targets as classified companion to a more publicly discussed action directed at Moscow's disinformation and hacking units around the 2018 midterm elections. Advocates for the more aggressive strategy say it's long overdue after years of public warnings from the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI that Russia has inserted malware that could sabotage American power plants, oil and gas pipelines or water supplies in any future conflict within the United States. Okay, this to me is good news. This to me is something that we have been talking to you forever about. We have been begging someone in the government to pay attention to this. The Putin says that we are already in World War Three. He made this announcement to a group of Western reporters, oh, probably about four years ago. And he said the the governments of the West just don't understand it yet. But the next war is going to be all ones and zeros. And so there's not going to be necessarily bombs falling from the sky with us. They will shut off the electric grid. Now, imagine if you fry our electric grid, uh, the chaos that would ensue just in a week. But if you could find a way like an EMP to destroy us, 95% of all Americans die within the first year if you just keep our electricity off. Let me say that again. If Russia could find a way to keep our electricity off, 95% of the U.S. population dies within the first 12 months. Now, that is quite a statement. That's much more powerful than any nuclear weapon. And all you have to do is just lob a few ones and zeros over our way. Russia has already said that this is the way we will fight World War III. I don't, I don't know if we're going to fight World War III. I hope we don't. But the only thing that kept the world in balance was mutually assured destruction. Now, this does not work in cases like Iran. Mutually assured destruction does not matter to them because they are trying to, and now this is very controversial to say, And I know a lot in the media will disagree with this, but all you have to do is read their words and take people at their word. When they say they're going to kill you, you should take them at their word. It's the reason why in 99, I saw Osama bin Laden as a threat and said that he would blow up buildings and there would be body and blood and buildings in the streets of Manhattan before the next decade, or I said the next 10 years, and it would have Osama bin Laden's name on it. It was called crazy at the time. But it was not a prediction. It was looking at his words and saying, this is what he says he's going to do. Let's believe him and prepare. We didn't. 
Same thing with uh, same thing uh, with uh, ISIS and the caliphate. We didn't take them seriously. You have to take Iran seriously. They believe that if they can cause chaos by shutting down or destroying America and Israel, they will hasten the return of the promised one. Think of it as, you know, bringing think of it as a group of crazy Christians who are like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for the second coming. So I'm just going to make sure that I help cause Armageddon. That's what the Iranians believe they are compelled to do. So let's take them seriously. The reason why they won't care about this is because they are cave dwellers. And I don't mean that uh, as literal as, as, uh, as it sounds. What I mean is their system is not as advanced as ours. When's the last time you use cash? Think of that. When's the last time you said, I got to go to the bank and get cash? When's the last time you filled up your tank and went inside and gave cash to the guy or to the woman? I'm so sorry for making that awful stereotype. We rely on a system that replenishes our our supermarket shelves 12 times a day. There are deliveries coming to the average supermarket 10 to 12 times a day. You cancel that for three days, and our supermarket shelves are empty. You cut our electricity off, and we have no cash. You cut our electricity off. You cut our our communications out. We can't communicate with one another. We have no idea what's going on. We can't call 911. The world falls into chaos. The people who are living you know more like the 1970s even don't have as much to lose those in afghanistan that really have spotty electricity they don't care at all russia is the probably one of the only ones that we can keep at bay with mutually assured destruction china probably doesn't care as much although it is their cities are so uh, controlled now by electronics, they are probably starting to care more and more. But the mass population of China won't see a difference if the modern world goes away. Advocates of the more aggressive strategy says it's long overdue, quoting the New York Times, after years of public warnings from the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI. But it also can carry significant risk of escalating the daily digital Cold War between Washington and Moscow. Guys, we're not starting this. We're not hacking into their elections. They hacked into ours. The administration declined to describe specific actions it was taking under the new authorities. Now listen to this, which were granted separately by the White House and Congress last year to the United States Cyber Command, the arm of the Pentagon that runs the military's offensive and defensive, uh, offensive and defensive operations in the online world. Stu, write this down. We have to do a show on Cyber Command. But in a public appearance Tuesday, President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton, said the United States was now taking a broader view of potential digital targets as part of an effort to say to Russia or anyone else, quoting, that is engaged in cyber operations against us, you will pay a price, end quote. 
power grids have been a low-intensity battleground for years. Since 2012, current and former officials say the United States has put reconnaissance probes into the control systems of the Russian electric grid. But now the American strategy has shifted more towards offense, officials say, with the placement of potentially crippling malware inside Russian systems at a depth and with an aggressiveness that has never been tried before. It is intended partly as a warning and partly to be posed, poised as a direct uh, cyber strike if a major conflict broke out between Moscow and Russia. Uh, the commander said that it's time to defend forward. They don't fear us, he said to the Senate a year ago during his confirmation hearings. But finding a way to calibrate those responses so they deter attacks without inciting dangerous escalation has been the source of constant debate. Mr. Trump issued new authorities to Cyber Command last summer in a still-classified document known as the National Security Presidential Memorandum 13, giving General Nakasan far more leeway to conduct offensive online operations without receiving presidential approval. So when people said, well, the president probably didn't know about it, could be, could be, because he gave this far-reaching authority to Cyber Command last summer. The action inside the Russian electric grid appears to have been conducted under little-known new legal authorities. Listen to the way this is slipped in to the military authorization bill passed by Congress last summer. This is why we don't do those big omnibus. The measure approved the routine conduct of clandestine military activity in cyberspace to deter, safeguard, or defend against attacks or malicious cyber activities against the United States. Now, I'm wondering if that gives them the authority to do that in-country or only out of the country. Under these laws, these actions can now be authorized by the defense secretary without presidential approval. This is bad. This is really bad. You don't keep giving power to different authorities. I don't know when we're going to get that, but nobody in Washington seems to get it yet. More on this and what it means and what you can do about it coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. If you are in pain, millions of Americans have changed their quality of life for the better. I have met with members of this audience who have real debilitating pain and their stories really before they started taking Relief Factor are heartbreaking. I know what it's like to live in real pain. They've told me stories of how they were hopeless because their lives cascaded into a fog of heavy pain medications. The worst. And it led to terrible choices, terrible consequences. Most of Relief Factor's clients are are people who just can't enjoy taking a walk or playing golf or just playing with their kids or grandkids. But the results are the same. 70% of the people who take Relief Factor get their life back. 70% of the people who just try the three-week quick start take it day after day, month after month. And in my case, it's starting to come up on two years. Relief Factor. It works. Help control the inflammation in your body. Help control the pain with Relief Factor. If you want a drug-free and natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Ten seconds, station ID. 
So I just want to give you a couple of other things. Both uh, Nakasan and Mr. Bolton, through a spokesman, declined to answer questions about the incursions into Russia's grid. Officials of the National Security Council also declined to comment, but said that they had no national security concerns about the details of the New York Times reporting about the targeting of the Russian grid, perhaps an indication that some of the intrusions were intended to be noticed by the Russians. Of course they were. Of course they were. Do you really do you honestly think that um, that we are that we're better off by making sure that the Russians don't know anything? If so, why did the Russians release the tape of the hyperspeed missile? Happened two weeks ago. If you see it, it's like a bullet coming out of a gun. It is not like a missile coming out of the ground. It's unbelievable. Why did they want the world to see that? They wanted to see what we were. We wanted they wanted us to see what they were doing as a warning. So some of this stuff is a warning. Now, so far, there's nothing in this article that is surprising. And I wouldn't be surprised if the president trying to keep his negotiation power is is uh, is doing two things. One playing the innocent i didn't know anything about that i had no idea about that he signed it he knows about it but this gives him you know some some possible credibility when sitting down at the table with moscow of i you know what vlad a little out of control there i'll talk to him i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but that may be what he was doing there um, also, the president is fighting for his life on an election, and uh, I'm sure Stu will get into the election results that we have seen now, the polling numbers, not too good for the president, and he's got to win. And he knows that the uh, the press is doing everything they can to destroy him. Personally, I think that this is good. If I were the president, I would have come out and said, you know what, damn right, damn right we're doing that. These guys meddled in our elections, but the press has already set a trap up for him on that. Uh, they meddled with our elections. They've already said we're in World War III. We don't want to be in World War III, but we will be prepared. And we know that they have already done these things to us. And so, yes, our cyber command is up and running. And I feel pretty good about that. And Americans should sleep well because we are protecting this country. We're doing everything we can. And the one thing I have control over is cyberspace. And so we are we are uh, working to protect this country. Now I'd like to get to work and protect this country from our southern border and what's happening there. There's disease that is starting to run out of control. We could fix this quickly. Get the Democrats to sit down at the table. I think that would have been a good way for him to uh, to handle this. Now, with this being said, I want to couple this with what we have learned from the last couple of weeks. Here we have uh, a known enemy that is trying to cripple us. They, we know that if World War III, God forbid, ever does break out, we know that the life that we currently live will be disrupted. may not be over, but it will be disrupted. We hope that our people can disrupt them faster than they can disrupt us and get us back onto our feet. But we know that this 
is is coming, if not in our lifetime, our children's lifetime, and it's going to be a big burden. Everything we have, everything we have is digital. Now, that's not the only threat to everything we have. The other threat is political. The other threat is also digital, but it is political. Look how fast we could all be erased. Look how fast history could be erased, because almost everything now is online. How many actually read a book? And by the way, any book that was written after uh, anywhere between 1880 and 1920, the paper was changed and it will eventually turn to dust. Old, old books prior to 1880, they don't have this problem. But our history literally can be erased and eventually will go to dust. What is the possibility of that? Is that probable? Let me give you a couple of examples and show you what we should do about it. Next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you're a regular listener, then you know that I support the United States Concealed Carry Association. They are one of the best self-defense education, training, and legal protection out there for armed Americans responsibly armed americans plus they have an awesome giveaway right now they want to introduce themselves to you and show you what they can do for you and they thought you know we could just say hey you know come visit our website but they decided to do something else they decided to do something i think very ballsy in today's world and that's give away free guns if you've missed it so far the uscca has been giving away free guns every single day this month but it ends this friday the 21st what you need to do if you want to win a brand new gun could be 17 SIGs, could be 17 Glocks or Kimbers. It, it could be uh, an AR-15. It ends this Friday, June 21st. What you have to do just to get involved, just text Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222. Text 87222 and put the word Glenn in. Text Glenn to the number 87222 and you could win a new gun from the USCCA. Jump on board blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. One of the shows you'll get access to is Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, coming up next. According to the FBI, the average loss in burglary is about $2,000 or just above. Now, that can be hard to recover from. Even so, only one in five have home security. And I think it's mainly because the security companies make it so hard to get security. But Simply Safe is different. Their system protects every door, every window, every room with 24-7 professional monitoring. With Simply Safe, there's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print. It's designed to blend right into your home without wires, without drilling. It's easy. Easy to order. It's easy to set up. You can usually do it in under an hour. And the system has won tons of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring, $15 a month without a contract. If you go to simplysafe.com slash Glenn, you're going to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. So get your free HD security camera now by going to simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Order today. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Simplysafe.com slash Slash Glenn.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Monday, and uh, I want to talk to you about some things. And, and this is all going to be taken out of context. This is all going to be made into conspiracy theories, etc., etc. Pay no attention to that. Always, always go to the original source and listen uh, in context. So whatever this is going to turn into, you know, through the media, whatever, tell your friends, always go back to the original source um, and, and, and listen. But I, I feel compelled and have been for a while, but I haven't, I haven't known how to talk to you about this. Um, and I just decided, you know, last week, I'm just going to do it. So I want to make it really clear. What I talked about here at the beginning of the show was what's happening with Russia and the United States in cyber ops. And they are looking for ways to um, be able basically to shut our power off. And we're looking for a way to shut their power off in, God forbid, a nuclear. I mean, uh, sorry, a, a cyber war. Putin has already said World War III would be fought with ones and zeros. He says we're already in World War III. They're already trying to uh, make us doubt our elections by hacking in. We know that they did this in Chicago. We know people have penetrated our power grid. Are we doing anything about it? New York Times came out and said, yes, we are. The president was upset about this, but I don't think he should be. I think this is a sign of real strength. I'm glad to know we're doing cyber operations. But there is another way for things to be destroyed, and that is uh, political correctness. And we're already seeing this happening with the silencing of voices, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I, I, I want you to know that it's not like any other time before. Where if somebody said something and, um, and, you know, Hitler wanted to, you know, make sure that they weren't heard from again, all you had to do was hide their books or hide their printed speeches or whatever. Now, you don't have any books. You don't have any printed speeches. Most people have everything digital. So it, when you want to ban Steven Crowder, if they wanted to ban Steven Crowder, all of his stuff is up on YouTube. They own the rights to it by putting things on um, YouTube and by putting things on Facebook. If it's first run, they own the rights. So everything that you've ever put on on Facebook or YouTube or any of these things, you don't own anymore. And so if they want to erase you, it's gone. Think about all of your pictures that you have. You have a most likely downloaded on a computer. If that, God forbid, we are, we are hit by some cyber weapon, all of that history is gone. So what are you going to do? We need to preserve things because there are two fronts that we're fighting on. One is an insane cyber attack, which I hope will never happen. I don't I wish I could say I don't think it will, but I, I don't know anymore. But an insane global cyber attack, which would affect all of us in the world in a horrible way, and millions, hundreds of millions of people would die. The second is just 1984 or Brave New World, where things just start to disappear. You don't actually own the movies that you buy from, uh, from you know, iTunes. They have those movies, or they have those songs, and they have rights to those songs, and they have to renew those rights. 
if, for instance, and this is going to happen, Disney says, we're going to start our own service. And so, you know what? You can't buy any Disney things over at iTunes. You have to buy them from us. When those rights expire, those titles that were Disney, Marvel, they will just disappear from your catalog. You paid for them. You bought them. But you don't own them. It's actually a rental system. So if you want to destroy somebody and they become politically incorrect, you just erase them. So what does that mean for books? What does that mean for movies? What does that mean for songs? What does that mean for anything or anybody that is deemed politically incorrect? I think we need to save them, preserve them. And I think we need to hold them uh, in non-digital form because I think you could lose everything quickly. And, and, oh, and even if it's just political in nature, look at what's happening in Great Britain. In Great Britain, it's, it's becoming illegal to say the truth. It's becoming illegal to even joke. You, you can't now, Stu, what was the story uh, today from uh, Great Britain where you can't have any kind of um, uh, dangerous stereotypes, yeah. and I love that because they never define that, dangerous stereotypes in any advertising. Yeah, they gave, I think, six months lead time for these companies to figure out how to avoid all their dangerous stereotypes. And they talk about how it's, it's like uh, you can show a man working hard in a construction you know, field. That's okay. But it's not okay to, say, to then say, well, he doesn't know what he's doing around the house. And I, when I first heard that, I'm like, well, so they're protecting men, so it looks like they're not incompetent? No, what that means is that only women know what they're doing around the house, and that's why it's bad. Because women uh, can't be shown to you know, only be capable of doing these household chores. And, like, you know, I don't know what year it was. We used to do these things on Pat and Stew all the time, these old-timey, like, 1940s, you know, ads where it really was sexist. I mean, hardcore sexism. Um, Really, though, the only time you see that now, I mean, guys are constantly portrayed in these ads as being completely incompetent boobs that don't know how to do anything. Right, that's not dangerous, I that's guess. That's not a dangerous. That's not a dangerous stereotype. No. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you can't like they showed a, another example of uh you can't say that a woman is a bad driver, right? If you show a woman driving poorly, that means that you're perpetuating that negative stereotype. Um and that would be that would be wrong and is banned now. I mean, first of all, you have a moment of of wow, you know, this first amendment thing was a good idea and I kind of I'm kind of glad we kept it. But uh, I thought the exact same thing when I read it. <laughs> thought the same thing. Boy, are we lucky we have the first and second and all, all of the amendments. Right, because the, well, they could have the, taken it away quickly. It's the only thing stopping this from being the United States, right? I mean, like, culturally, we are completely there. They would be out, absolutely out here banning every bit of hate speech. And many of these companies are doing it anyway. There's not, they can't do it mm-hmm. through the government right now. But, I mean, this is complete reality for us. And the only thing protecting it is the First Amendment. And even that is, you know, as you know, has been discussed. Sketchy, yes, at this point. Yeah, sketchy. And then there's also the the just the simple truths of life. For instance, Pat, there's a new uh, My Little Pony series that's coming up. Yeah, this week, a couple of new characters are going to be introduced to the My Little Pony uh, Discovery fam- Family Channel, and uh, they're going to be a new lesbian couple. Um, and to avoid any ambiguity whatsoever, 
the uh, the writer of the cartoon came out and said because he didn't he didn't want anybody to be confused. He tweeted out, "They are lesbians." Uh, diversity and representation are important for kids for so many reasons. And it's my first priority on everything I work on. My little pony has always been about friendship and accepting people or ponies that are different from you. So it just felt like something important to do. How about, how about not presenting? Well, let's, let's present Sex. zero characters based on sexuality for children. How about that? Are any of the My Little Ponies heterosexual? No, because they've never talked about any kind of sex going on, (laughs) as far as I know, on My Little Ponies. So why is this important? And the fact is, it isn't. In fact, it's important not to let our kids be kids. Can you not just leave that to us, and we'll explain that when the time comes, and we'll talk to them about that. No, because you're a hater. Right. You're a hater. Yep. And there are too many haters. Let me give you something here that um, has to be preserved. And I don't care what religion you are. This came out in 1995, and it was issued as a warning of what was coming and a stance to make sure that people knew that these things were God-ordained. Now, this particular document has been used now by Pope Francis Francis took some of these out. Other religions are starting to take pieces of this out. In, I think, 2016, Francis um, asked for this document Hmm. and then did one of his uh, communications, you know, one of his big, I don't know what they call, but declarations from the Pope based on this. This came from my church. We solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God and that the family is central to the creator's plan for the internal destiny of his children. All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is a beloved spirit, son or daughter of heavenly parents. And as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. Gender. Now, this is in 1995. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual, pre-mortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. In the pre-mortal realm, spirit sons and daughters knew and worshiped God as their eternal father and accepted his plan by which his children could obtain a physical body and gain earthly experience to progress towards perfection and ultimately realize their divine destiny as heirs of eternal life. The divine plan of happiness enables family relationships to be perpetuated beyond the grave. Sacred ordinances and covenants available, blah, 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 blah. The first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve pertained to their potential for parenthood as husband and wife. We declare that God's commandment for his children to multiply and replenish the earth remains in force. We further declare that God has commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman lawfully wedded as husband and wife. We declare the means by which mortal life is created to be divinely appointed. We affirm the sanctity of life and it's important in God's eternal plan. Husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. Children are a heritage of the Lord, Psalms 127. Parents have a sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness. Uh, Hang on just a second. To provide for their physical and spiritual needs and to teach them love and serve one another, observe the commandments of God and be law-abiding citizens wherever they live. Husband and wives, mothers and fathers will be held accountable before God. 
the family is ordained by God. Marriage between a man and a woman is essential to his eternal plan. Children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and reared by a father and mother who honor marital vows with complete fidelity. Happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. By divine design, fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide for the necessities of life and protection of their families. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children in these sacred responsibilities fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners disability death or other circumstances may necessitate necessitate individual adaptation extended families should lend support when needed we warn that individuals who violate these covenants of chastity who abuse spouse or offspring or who have failed to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable uh, before God. We further warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. We call upon responsible citizens and governments and officers of governments everywhere to promote these measures designed to maintain and strengthen in the family as a fundamental unit of society in 1994 everyone said what the heck is that all about look at it now and i guarantee just by reading it on the air there will be people that will come out and say look at this fundamentalist monster (laughs) things like that must be preserved because things like that are true and they are going to come under attack. Go look for it in, uh, in Wikipedia. You'll find the story about it, but you won't find the text, which I thought was interesting, because if I look for the Declaration of Independence, I find the text as well as the story. These things will be erased, and we must preserve them, and I want to get into that next hour. More in just a second. By the way, that's called the Family Proclamation. Woman in Michigan is uh, at work when she gets called from Simply Safe Home Security. Her alarm is going off, and Simply says, uh, "Simply Safe says uh, there's a man in your house." She says, it's "Probably just my landlord." And she said, uh, "He said, well, not if your landlord, um, you know, is a friend with your dog, because this guy broke into your house and is now trying to defend himself against your dog with one of your lamps." She's like, "You should call police." <laughs> I thought so. Police were moved her um, alarm alert from the bottom of the list to the top of the list, three and a half times faster because they have eyes on. So when you have an alarm trip, they call you and say, your alarm's gone off. If you are out of the house, they say, can we look into the house? They look into the house and they find out if somebody is actually, you know, breaking in. When they find that and they have visual uh, uh, verification, they call 911 and you get police responding faster. No other service does this for you. None. 
It's the best in the country. It's simplysafebeck.com. Probably the world, but I don't want to speak because we're no better than anybody else. Simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Get your free HD security camera, $100 off when you order. It's a $100 value right now. Simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Welcome to the uh, program. We're glad you're here. We're just we're just talking about how crazy the world has become so rapidly. And, you know, when you look when you go back and you look at this new ban in England on commercials where they can't have any dangerous stereotypes, which they don't define. So it'll just, you know, remain in limbo. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that, what does mean, that for, mean for the future? What does it mean for the Gillette ad that the left loves so much? When guys are bullying others, they're harassing women, catcalling women, speaking over women at, at a meeting. Is that is that enough oh, what to get like banned? I bet it doesn't. Should the Gillette ad be banned because it shows dads teaching their sons how to shave? Mm. Isn't that a stereotype? Women don't shave? You're listening to Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. It is Monday. Uh, there was some breaking news about the poll numbers this weekend that don't look good for the president. And the president fired his pollsters. Um, and again, it doesn't look good. But the good thing is, is we have one of, I believe, the leading guys on polls. His name is Stu Brigier, And he, he lives polls. He, he eats, drinks, statistics. He loves it. And he has been historically very, very accurate in the way he reads polls and the and the uh, the polls that we should pay attention to and not pay attention to. So I wanted to get his read on what is really happening with the polls. And is the president in as much trouble as the press would have you believe? We do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so people ask me all the time, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do to help save the republic? And their frustration um, is is understandable. We all feel this way. What can I do besides vote? I'm so sick. I guess I'm going to vote. But what else can we do? Well, in 2013, a group of conservatives, these are military guys, uh, they got really fed up watching their cell phone bill going to the left. And this started in California, and now... All of them are doing this. They're they're funding Planned Parenthood. Every time you pay your cell phone bill, your money, some of it is going to Planned Parenthood. Some of it is going to La Raza. It's going to things that you fight against every day. Since 2015, um, this one group started by military guys, uh, it's called Patriot Mobile. And since 2015, they have quietly raised over $2 million to support the Constitution and the values that we believe in, all while giving the people who use Patriot Mobile a better deal. So you're going to pay less money. You're going to have the same service because they're on the same towers. Everybody uses the same towers now. And so they're on the same towers. So you have the same great service. You're going to save money and your money is not going to leftist ideas. So it's really easy to switch over. I urge you to switch over right now. This is one of those things we always say, we're going to boycott X, Y, and Z. And there's never a good alternative for us to boycott. 
You can say, I'm not going to watch a Marvel movie or a Disney movie ever again. You're going to. Because there's nobody making movies like that that are good that you can just replace them with. Patriot Mobile is the first to stake out this claim, I think, to where they can say, this is as good, if not better, because it's going to save you money. Right now, you'll get a free month of service when you switch over, and they'll make it really easy to PatriotMobile.com. Use the promo code Beck and, uh, and, and save. Promo code Beck, a free month of service at PatriotMobile.com. So I want to bring Stu right into the Glenn Beck program, and uh, I don't want to really get into the politics unless you think they're important, Stu, about the Trump firing of the pollsters, um, uh, because politics is politics. I really want to stick to the facts. How bad are the polls for President Trump at this point? They show him really trailing everybody, including Elizabeth Warren. Are we to believe these polls? I mean, no. I would say right now you have to put a... It, they're legitimate internal polls, and there's some external ones. The ones you're talking about with Elizabeth Warren and stuff are largely external. There's a lot that show him losing, but that it's a it's way too early to to take anything serious out of these polls. I mean, it's important to, for the campaign to understand where they where they are uh, and kind of be able to plan for the future. You know, he's hasn't even officially really started running for president yet. He's not tested any yeah. of his new messaging. He's done none of these things. I think kind of one of the important things you're seeing in the media is people basically saying Donald Trump is firing his pollsters because they showed him losing as if like he's, you know, he if they were showed him winning, he would have loved it. Right. Exactly. And that's right. not what this was. Look, you know, they were internal polls. We shouldn't know about them. Right. They're supposed to be hidden. Yes, he was losing a lot of these states in these internal polls. Initially, Trump kind of said those polls don't exist. Then his campaign confirmed that they do, but they were from March. So they're outdated already anyway. But beyond that, like the issue here is that they shouldn't be out in the public. They're supposed to be things Correct. used for internal. Inter internal use. Right. So the, the yes. reason why these people are getting fired is because they believe the links, the leaks came from these pollsters. They believe these people went out there, took these polls, uh, realized that the Trump administration was never going to let them out and decided to leak them out. Um, that's a huge problem if that's true. You, you, you have to be able to trust your team. And so now there's another theory he out there. Trust, he really can't trust anybody. I mean, I, no. I feel bad for the president in some ways. He cannot trust a single person. No, I mean, that was interesting in that with Sarah Huckabee Sanders leaving, that was one of the people you know she hasn't been doing a lot of press conferences however she's yeah. become a pretty central advisor to him and one of the few people correct, that he correct. believed he could trust i mean bill o'reilly as you pointed out said uh nobody he can trust nobody he trusts literally zero people maybe outside of certainly outside of family uh, maybe some of his family he trusts but that's about it uh but the issue here with these these polls is that this is not you know there are some things you can learn from polls this early you can usually find indications as to what's possible, but we know in 18 months, anything can happen here. There's no, there's no reason yeah. to, to, to panic from these numbers at I this point. I think he could win. I, I think it's not hyperbole. You know better than I do on this stuff, and I'm always I'm always wrong when it comes to politics and predictions. Um, but I think it's, it's so open. He could win by a landslide. I mean, a Reagan-style landslide. He could lose by a landslide. It's that open. I think all those things are certainly in play. I mean, you, you go back yeah. to 
you know, George H.W. Bush at this time was incredibly popular president and wound up losing his reelection. Uh, we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, Clinton did not look good at this time in, you know, uh, in 1992 and, and came back or in 1996 and came back and won. Um, so these things change all the time. It's way too far out. I mean, the one thing I think you can look at with some interest at this point when it comes to polling is more on the Democratic side. It's interesting to see, number one, uh, who performs best against the president like a lot of these polls will show every one of these people beating the president i think we all know that that's not i mean that's not re- reality but it is interesting the, I think, the, the minute he stages the minute he steps on a stage with elizabeth warren she's done, she's uh, done. The elizabeth warren thing is fascinating because it's as if the democrats learned incredible. nothing it's like take hillary yeah. take hillary clinton and then pop with you know give her fill her with like really leftist policies so you'll not only lose her because of the style and her incompetence on the campaign but you'll also lose a lot of people in the middle because they think she's too much of a socialist where you know hillary at least tried to hide that elizabeth warren loves it so you take that it's like i can't believe they're falling for that one again if they put elizabeth warren i i saw the numbers of elizabeth warren beating trump and i thought to myself oh please democrats please show she is run specifically designed in a factory to lose to donald trump right oh yeah if if she she can be if she can beat donald trump literally any democrat can beat donald trump right now which is you know who knows who knows how this country goes we we have no idea um but if you look at that and you say which candidate is performing best against uh, a, a Donald Trump. And you see Joe Biden is usually number one in all these recent polls that have come out publicly. He's uh, beating Trump by the most. And you see people who are still have large amounts of the Democrats and, and America, especially who have no idea who they are. I mean, people don't have no idea who Pete Buttigieg is yet. I mean, can he can he compete? I mean, he, he in one of these polls, he's shown beating Donald Trump, too, although it's closer. But a lot of this has to do with, you know, the American people have no idea who these people even are yet. We're about to have these first debates. Once you get through the first and second round of these debates, you'll start to get a little bit of an idea where this race is. But as mm-hmm. of right now, even mm-hmm. Biden's lead, which looks insurmountable to a lot of people, is absolutely uh, a, a, a real possibility of disintegrating. So way too early to tell. And I think the media's take on this, which is just trying to say, oh, Donald Trump is is shallow and he doesn't want to see people losing. So he's firing himself. Look, these polls leaked not once, but twice. That's that's completely unacceptable from your team. It's this early. Why not switch him out? That's a completely rational thing to do. I saw a clip earlier today on the blaze of uh, Ocasio-Cortez, and she was on, I don't know, meet the press or something. And she was just horrible. She was just horrible on it. And I thought, you know, she she doesn't work in the old style media. She just doesn't work. Um, she's she's never good at it. And if that's all she had, uh, she'd be nowhere. However, she is a new generation that is really, really good online. Donald Trump is not your typical politician. And for anybody, including me, who said the guy's not going to win, the guy won't be able to win. It's because we were putting him into the mold of of what America really wanted before. Well, he's not that guy. He's he's not a typical politician where I think Joe Biden is. And Joe Biden's strength will be in the upper end of the Democratic Party. They'll look for that traditional guy who is just rock solid, steady, blah, 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 even though he's not. They'll believe he's he looks presidential. America's not looking for that anymore. It's just not. Um, otherwise, Donald uh, Donald Trump would not be president.
they are looking for somebody who, who who really understands what we're facing today, or at least represents that. I will tell you, if I were if I were if I were king of the um, political media, and I was on Donald Trump's side, I would be saying to to Donald Trump and his allies, all of the people who are the five hundred one c threes, all of the people who are working for the president's reelection, but are not connected to him, they should really just concentrate on what the hell has happened to America. They should be doing all of the stuff about, you know, gay bathroom, I mean, not gay bathrooms, trans, transitional bathrooms, um, all the things that have made people uncomfortable, the silencing of voices, uh, the, the crazy political correctness that's going on. I would concentrate on the left and how crazy it has become and 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 show the future using their own words behind the scenes and show this is not who you are this is this is what you want and then ronald then uh, uh donald trump should be doing what ronald reagan did and that is it's morning in america it's a new day in america but remember I'm the first guy. I'm the first guy that had a a, a a homosexual on the Republican stand talking and speaking out about this. I don't have a problem with homosexuality. I don't have a problem with gay marriage. It's up to you. And there is a reasonable path. But even that wasn't reasonable enough because that's not where we're headed. And him just doing a very um, positive morning in america show who we really can be not in the past show who we can be that our future is right here all we have to do is grab onto it um and and i think that would be effective because you have to remind people that things have gone crazy things have really gone crazy and that there is somebody out there and it should be his vision of of a positive american future and i think that would win now whether he does that or not i have i have no idea i know he will go after the press and the press will go after him and maybe that's winning strategy this time around as well i i I don't know but anything can happen in this we go back to Stu here on, on more on this in just a second uh first our sponsor is lifelock Did you know that there's a black market for frequent flyer miles? At least a half dozen online markets have listing created by criminals who have stolen frequent flyer miles and they're trying to resell them. And it's really hard to, you know, detect the crime since people don't check their accounts that often. So the theft may go undetected for weeks or even months. There are so many ways that cyber criminals are trying to take what's yours. Personal information is exposed. Someone can use it to commit identity theft. That's why LifeLock is here. LifeLock detains, uh, detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on sale on the dark web. They look for these things. If they detect your information is being used, they send you alert. And then if there is a problem, a U.S.-based restoration specialist work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and get 10% off your first year by using promo code 
Pack. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go online, lifelock.com, and use the promo code BECK and save 10% off. So online at lifelock.com, 10% off, promo code BECK. Or on the phone, promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, um, how right or wrong were the polls last time? Because Did, nobody thought that Donald Trump was going to win. No, I mean, you know, Did we just not pay attention to those polls or were they wrong? I think there's a little bit of both in there and that it, one of the big lessons that everyone took from 2016 is never look at another poll again because they're always wrong. And reality, reality, that's not fair at all. The national polls predicted uh, the results with the I think they missed by about a little over like one point one or one point two points. Uh, that is that doesn't sound right because we obviously know the result wasn't right. But remember, polls don't look at the electoral college. Polls look at the mm-hmm. national popular vote, which they predicted pretty accurately. Honestly, there are a few state polls that were, were wrong and was enough to throw the election to to Donald Trump. And, you know, that's the because electoral, college, the electoral and, college and obviously very important. Um, but the result, the poll results overall for 2016 were actually really solid when it comes to the nationwide one. And, and honestly, the bigger lesson to learn, and this is a lesson that I certainly learned uh, in the primary, uh, was in the primary, like, remember, Donald Trump led all the polls. People forget mm-hmm. because at the very end, everyone thought Hillary Clinton was going to win and Donald Trump won. Well, the, remember, the polls also existed for the primary. And the primary said over and over again for months, despite all the fundamentals, despite all the things that said the opposite, that Donald Trump should win the primary and is leading the primary. And he did. And he did. So in, re- in reality, like looking at these polls and completely dismissing them is is probably foolish. a little bit foolish. However, again, a lot can change in a presidential election. Um, you know, remember, it was only a few weeks before. The election happened when you have, you know, the Access Hollywood tape coming out and, and polls are swinging towards Hillary Clinton with these large margins. And he was able to whittle away at that and, and come all the way back to almost even in the popular vote uh, right towards the end. He hasn't started any, uh, you know, messaging here. Mm-hmm. The idea that because here's some, some of the results. He's down by 17 in Virginia state. He's probably not going to win anyway. He's down by 15 in Maine, uh, 14 in Minnesota. Um, and he almost won Minnesota in 2016. Michigan, he's down by 13 in these internal polls. Again, they're from March. Even the pollster who took them says at this point they're misleading. He's losing in to, to Biden in North Carolina by eight. He's losing in Iowa by seven, in Ohio by one. Uh, and, you know, these results are not good. And obviously he would get destroyed so, if these were real, but they're not real. And that they, is uh, really important. It's to also, it is also the unnamed Democrat. It's Biden, actually. In this, in this particular one, it's Biden. Though Biden, I think, stands Biden. in for the, the unnamed Democrat in a lot yeah. of ways. Because he's kind of right. the guy. He hasn't really campaigned yet. He's a guy that people know, but they know him largely because, for him being vice president. Which, as we all know, in most cases, is just a role. Uh, it's, it's the backup quarterback role, right? People kind of predict, mm-hmm. uh, well, if this person came in, he'd be great. But you never actually see him doing anything if you're a Democrat. You've never seen mm-hmm. him actually enacting these policies. And when he's tried to come out and propose things, he's really had a lot of trouble so far. I mean, the Hyde Amendment is the big one where he reversed himself a, a multi-decade stance against uh, public funding for abortion. And mm-hmm. he's come out and, and, and now reversed that stance a few times over the past few weeks 
And that's a stance that is actually largely popular among the American people. Even people who are pro-choice, generally speaking, uh, can get behind the idea. All right, let's not put we know it's controversial. Let's not put public funding behind it. It's only a, a slight majority of Democratic voters who support overturning the Hyde Amendment. So, I mean, it's one of those issues that if he's wavering on something that that's a simple one to be quote unquote centrist about. And he's already waving on those. I mean, what this campaign could so, do to him over a long period of time, he may look just as socialist as any of the others. So I just and maybe it's just me. I just think that when America, if the campaign is run right, when America says, all right, I've got the chaos of the Trump administration. You never know how to predict it, you, you know, and I'm, I'm tired of the fighting back and forth. However, when I look at who he's fighting against, he's fighting against the press, and most Americans don't trust the press. So he's right on that one. And he's also, if they run things properly, um, when you look at things like abortion and you look at really pretty much everything, he, he's in step with the American people. They are wildly out of step. And when it comes down to it, they may say right now, you know what, I, I don't like all the chaos. I don't like all the bickering back and forth. But when it comes down to it, if the economy is doing well, he will they will look and say, you know what, I got a job. Things are going pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think this is stable. I I don't like these things, and, you know, there's a chance that they do enact those things. I'm just going to go with this one. Let's not change horses. I as long a, as the economy. Yeah, huge risk for, for Democrats in nominating someone like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, especially, who's outwardly telling you they want to change the fabric of our society, right? At least Biden's attempting to hide that. And if you have someone who says basically, okay, here's a stable guy. We already saw Biden in there. Uh, Again, this is not my analysis. I'm saying a Democratic voter or a centrist voter even who says, I don't like the chaos of Trump. Uh, Biden, uh, he was around. I remember that. You start remembering these things more fondly than they were. There's plenty of chaos in the Obama administration, but people will forget a lot of that. And they'll say, all right, well, he's not going to be a revolutionary. You don't get that from Elizabeth Warren. You don't get that from Bernie Sanders. I don't think you're going to get that from Kamala Harris or or many of these others. And, and at that point, you're saying, well, I have something good. Am I going to flush it completely down the toilet and try something different? Uh, or am I going to stick with what's going on right now, which has aspects I don't like, but, but the economy's good. There's a lot of good things. I think he's got a good case there. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Think about flushing things down the toilet. If you are using public Wi-Fi, uh, you do, you know, you do an online search, uh, even in your own home, and then you're fed a bunch of ads that are are for for that. I mean, you might think that's convenient, but companies are monitoring you. They're monitoring your voice. They're monitoring your uh, online searches, your activity all the time. And I think it's personal infringement myself. I don't like it. Uh, And it can be relentless. And I know there's some upsides to it, but the downside is really, really bad. It's even worse when cyber criminals invade your phone, your desktop, your tablet to steal your private information, steal your identity. There's an easy way to build a fortress around you. 
And it really takes a couple of steps. I mean, you really have to have uh, people who are watching for your identity and a secure VPN, a virtual private network. Please do your own homework. There is only one true private network that I would recommend, and it is Norton Secure VPN. Protection starts at $333 a month. Go to Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go for Blaze TV. Get all the shows that you love. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. Two big stories, I think, that uh, were happening this weekend, at least that caught my eye, was uh, one, the uh, poll numbers, and we just addressed those. And the second big story was the the New York Times, quote, scandal of what they came out and talked about with Russia. And I hit that earlier on first thing on the uh, hour one of this uh, broadcast. You can listen to it uh, online if you uh, if you missed it. You can listen to the podcast. Um, and I'll also hit it from a different angle coming up here in, in about 25 minutes. So stand by for that. But what we what we get from uh, the news of the day really is that that America is changing. The world is changing. And um, and there are digital players that are. Uh, in bed with the left and this idea that America was never great. America is a problem and the free market is a problem. And that's a problem to us because we're living every day with technology that is is really remarkable. I mean, take take a moment and just think about how remarkable our lives are right now. Nobody has ever had it as easy as we have it right now. We have access to everything. And it's remarkable, even the poorest among us in this country. You can share your voice. You can be your own publisher. You can print a book uh, and write a book and print it, and you don't need anybody on the in-between. Y- you, be, you can be the next, next Rush Limbaugh, just not on the radio. Just do it online. You have no boss. Think of this. At the same time, um, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the the cyber warfare between Russia and the United States. Voices can be silenced. Everything can be gone. A single keystroke, a tweak to even an algorithm, and you're behind a digital wall, or America is silenced. You don't have to worry about book burning anymore. Digital erasing is far more effective to make sure the only the popular or the politically correct speech is heard. And I am growing more and more concerned. And it's, it's funny. If you read my book, the Overton window or the uh, eye of Moloch is, I think a better, even a better novel. um, You'll see that we put in there at that time, the founders keepers. And these were people because the founders words were, you know, being destroyed that they they memorized they became benjamin franklin they became the keeper of of thomas jefferson and and almost like people take the quran or the uh or, or the um uh, the old testament i'm trying to think of the uh, i can't think of it now jewish people call the old testament but the way they memorize those things pardon me yeah, the Torah. Thank you. Uh, the way they memorize the Torah, 
that is because there was no you couldn't count on on paper. You couldn't count on anything. You had to make sure that it was told in an oral tradition. Now, we're not at that point. However, we might be at that point if we don't take and preserve some of the things that we have. For instance, I could be erased digitally. You could never find a video of mine with a simple tweak of an algorithm. Uh, you could lose all of the books if they were digital that I've ever written. No one would know in 10 years that I even existed. That's the world we're living in now. Now, it's not so important when you do it to Glenn Beck. But if you do it to Thomas Jefferson, if you do it to uh, really Mark Twain, Mark Twain is already being erased in our schools. Isn't he important? And didn't they really kind of do this to Thomas Jefferson? And we talked about this a while ago, the first draft. Um, you know, you look at, yes. basically, they made him out to be this slave-owning, you know, I, I, this guy with this hardcore desire for slavery. When you read his first draft, you realize the guy couldn't stand slavery. He hated it. Hated He's, it. He attempted hated to stop it. It was his, one of his main points of reasoning to declare independence from Great Britain as he outlined in giant letters in his own handwriting. And yet that gets erased to the point that now all people think about is this guy is, was a slave owner and it's all the rest of his work is diminished because of it. I mean, that, that's a, it's a, it's a great example. Imagine that in a much quicker fashion, you see what they're doing with like groups like these, like hardcore extreme, uh, you know, let's say, uh, you know, neo-Nazis and, and, and things. You see the tactics they use against them, which obviously all these groups are horrific. But you see what they do against them, and then you see that they do the same thing uh, up the line, where someone like Alex Jones, who might be the next step there, is now gone from all the social media. When's the last time you've heard anybody even talk about Alex Jones other than just referencing him being banned? I mean, what the heck is he talking about anymore? What's his new conspiracy? I have no idea. In fact, uh, he's got a new problem going on that I have long talked about. Um, and I don't know, I don't know anything about it. I'm not defending. I'm, I'm not dismissing, uh, but I am also not jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, apparently child porn was found on his company servers and he's offered a million dollars for anybody that can prove that it was planted there because he said it was, it was planted. It was sent to us and it was planted. Um, but that, that'll destroy him. If that would if that would be and I think they do that in a heartbeat to people, somebody and I don't mean government or anything else. I just mean individuals hacking in and placing stuff on your your uh, mm. computer and, and, and your hard drives. Uh, and then you, you think you have a def- you think you could defend against that? Oh, there's how? no way. There's 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 no way. You there's have, no way. It's just like trying to defend a, a, a 30 year old Me Too claim, right? There's no way to defend yourself yeah, against no it. Um, and like you know, no, you look you're at just done. The, the next step for for Alex Jones is probably what the next step was against these white supremacist organizations and such. Where instead of okay, well, we kicked him off of social media, he still has his website. I'm sure he's still making plenty of money off of his website. Well, now you go after the ISP, you go after the the companies yeah. hosting it. It's gone. You, you, I mean, eventually you can get to a point where they'll take everything away. You know, from the beginning, and that that line will move got towards more and yep. more "quote unquote" normal speech. Yep. Okay, so here's what here's what I want to ask you to to do, and we're going to do this over 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 several days. It might take weeks to do this because I want to talk to people that I really respect and get their their look on this too. 
I want to start putting a collection together about uh, of the library that needs to be preserved and a library that we that we all should have at least parts of it. You know, for instance, we should all have the Geneva Bible and I, you know, you should have the King James Bible, uh, but also the Geneva Bible, because that's the one that led us uh, into freedom. Uh, and and David Barton has a good version of this. It's the Patriots Bible, where it explains it in today's language. But you need to have a Geneva Bible or a Patriots Bible from David Barton. You need to have a, a King James version, because who knows how those things are changed or if they're just outlawed. Um, wealth of Nations, along with moral sentiments. If we are looking at a bunch of people who say, that capitalism is bad and the free market just needs to be destroyed, you have to destroy wealth of nations. We've already destroyed moral sentiments. That Those are both by Adam Smith. You need both of them together because moral sentiments is what keeps the wealth of nations actually happening because it, it makes it more moral. Road to serfdom. You can't have a road to serfdom. You uh, you can't have Mark Twain. How about how about how about Churchill by uh, Boris Johnson? Churchill is going to be destroyed. Now you need to have both sides. You and I don't remember it's the Empire or something. I can't remember, but I'll find it. The the way Churchill was looked at in India, which is true, he was a bad guy in India. So you have to have both. Um. But I, I, I just think there are so many books that we need to preserve um, that could so easily be wiped out. Again, you don't own your library if it is on Kindle. Google Books, they can take them. They own it. You're renting it. I know it says buy this book, but you don't own it. They can just remove it. So we need to look at the things that are really about America, about the truths of America, about the truths that are so easily being um, uh, lost right now. I think Coming Apart by uh, Charles Murray is a really important book because it shows what was happening to us. It shows, you know, all those controversial things that nobody wanted to talk about that shows the original divine uh, divide. I, I, you know, I, I, I think we need story uh, books like uh, Greg Easterbrook's bo uh, book. Uh, it's better than it looks. Or Stu, what's the what's the one that you would say? Um, uh, what's his name? That is the really positive uh, Stephen Pinker. Mm -hmm. Stephen Pinker and the positive one. look at the West. That's all going to be destroyed. You can't let that out there. Now this is this is obviously for crazy scenarios. This is for the losing of voices, but we're seeing the losing of voices. We're seeing the loss of Steven Crowder. Um, my voice, Rush's voice, Sean's voice, Mark Levin's voice, any of these voices that will try to stand, we have a shot of being erased into a digital ghetto. You need to preserve these things. Somebody needs to hold on to them, and I think this goes back to an early uh, prompting of mine, clay pots. It's why we started our museum, because somebody has to preserve the good and the bad. By the way, um, we're doing a uh, we're doing a museum. It opens the last week of June. 
and goes through the 7th of July, and it's at our Mercury Studios. It's a quick pop-up museum about the history with Abraham Lincoln and slaves and racism. It asks the question, what is racism? Is that an American problem? What, what, is, what is slavery? Is that an American problem? What are these things? How do they start? What does it mean? Are they done? Uh, and it is very powerful and quite honestly, um, quite controversial, uh, I think, uh, because it tells the truth. And I have a feeling we're going to get a, a lot of pushback on it. Um, but we'll see. Please come in and see our museum. You will see the real Gettysburg Address, the real Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, and it's uh, only open for a few days at the Mercury Studios. And you can find tickets now at mercury1.org, mercury1.org. But bring your family and learn the truth. I also would like to know if, if, you, if you had to preserve the nation, if you had to tell its story, we obviously would put the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence in there. We would put the Federalist Papers. Everyone should have the Federalist Papers uh, in there. Um, but what books need to be saved, both good and bad, uh, from digital ghettoization, or like we will talk about coming up in just a second, what the real point of the story from the New York Times this weekend and Donald Trump, the point of the story with Russia is that we are trying to be in place with Russia and other countries where we can shut all electronics down, all electricity, everything. We shut it all down because that's the way, according to Putin, the next war will be fought. It'll be fought with ones and zeros. So how do we shut everything down? Well, if you shut, you shut everything down, you lose everything. So I want you to please help us with this project. Uh, go to glenbeck.com slash save books and submit the books that you think need to be preserved the most. Just give us the name of the book and why you think it needs to be preserved. Glenbeck.com slash save books. Go there now. I'd also like to know who would you like to talk to or hear talk about their books? Because uh, I'm going to write different people and say, if you could only save five books, what would the five most important books be uh, to preserve the West? Uh, and if uh, if you have somebody that you would like to hear from, uh, let me know on that as well. Again, it's glenbeck.com slash save books. All right. Our sponsor. Sponsors blinds.com blinds.com. Uh, they I mean, they story after story after story after story, letter after letter always says the same thing. The the quality is much higher than I expected, higher than I see in the box stores. The windows, we we did the blinds or we did the shutters and we got a great price on it. It's it was easier than I thought. You guys have the best staff ever. I mean, it is always like this. This is why they have 30,000 five star customer reviews online. 30,000 five-star customer reviews. They're the number one choice in America for affordable quality custom window coverings. It's blinds.com. Blinds.com. Every order gets free samples. You get free shipping. You get 100% satisfaction guarantee. Blinds.com. They have online design consultants that are standing by. I mean, literally, it's not like, I got to make an appointment in two weeks. When I did it and my wife did it, they didn't know it was me. I got a I got a call back or a text back within five minutes, and we were on the phone with them and FaceTiming within an hour. Free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
you can you can change the look of your house right now and you'll get great site-wide savings plus an extra 20 percent i'm sorry 20 dollars off on top of that with promo code beck that's blinds.com get an extra 20 bucks off with the promo code b-e-c-k site-wide savings right now plus 20 bucks off the top of that just for using my name beck blinds.com rules and restrictions do apply this is the glenn beck program I believe one of the biggest threats to America is uh, what's happening really outside of sight. I mean, they're not hiding it, but nobody's touting it. And that's the changing of the Electoral College. They already have, uh, I believe, 15 states. They're they're what, uh, 180 or 200 electoral votes. They have to get to 270. And then it's just it's a straight popular vote. Um, and the left is doing this, and they are very, very well financed and uh, organized. And we are not doing anything to combat it, and we need to in our local states. Uh, please go to tpusa.com, tpusa, uh, and look for all the information on the Electoral College. You need to get involved. This, by the way, is Turning Point USA. We're kind of uh, joining forces with uh, Charlie and, and his uh, organization. We need your help to stop the loss of the Electoral College, and it just requires a little bit of time uh, just by making phone calls to your state. You know, we, we were, uh, it's really funny. We, we, we were, uh, we were talking at one point that they would just come out and then they would just say what they were really trying to do, that the radicals, the progressives would start to say, look, I'm a democratic socialist. Okay. That's what I am. And this system doesn't work. And, uh, people thought I was crazy when I said that I'm going to play some audio that just happened this weekend. That's a little stunning, a little stunning. We'll give you that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What are the things that make your pain worse? Uh, I'm currently up at our uh, ranch, and we we live in the mountains, and we're high up, and have to cross the Rockies to get there. And altitude is really painful. It's it's hard for me to fly. It is hard for me to drive and change altitude up and down. And that increases my pain. So that sucks. So what are you going to do? Well, what are the things that increase your pain? And what are the things you're just not going to give up? Playing with your kids, playing with your grandkids, playing golf. What is it that you're just, you're not willing to stop doing? May I suggest you try Relief Factor. Relief Factor has four key ingredients that helps your body fight against inflammation. It's 100% drug-free. It's created by doctors, and they have a three-week quick start for only $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's like a trial pack. 70% of the people who order that three-week quick start go on to order more. Why? Because it works. It works for me. I've been taking it for about 18 months or so now, and it really does reduce my pain. It reduces inflammation. That's one of the biggest causes of our pain. So try it. Please, just for three weeks. You're out 20 bucks if it doesn't work, but if it does work for you, you get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. Stop avoiding the things that you want to do. Stop just grinning and bearing it through your pain. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. 
So, Stu, can you take us through the audio? The audio that we just heard, uh, if you were listening uh, on the Blaze TV or watching or listening on the Blaze TV, uh, it's pretty stunning audio of people just taking their masks off. Yeah, you talked about this for a very long time, and we've seen it in different levels, even up to the presidential election. Now we have uh, Democratic Socialists obviously saying they're going to run. We have it all over Congress. We also maybe have the most explicit example in the Denver City, City Council now, one of the things you hear from Democratic Socialists is all we want is Norway. All we want is Sweden. This is this is all we want. Uh, well, that's 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 absolutely not true. Sweden, Norway, those are those are uh, free market systems. Those are capitalist nations with a very large safety net. So it's easy for somebody to say, look, I, I, I want Sweden. We just are going to have to have higher taxes. We still keep the free market the way it is. In fact, we should reduce some of the regulation because Sweden and Norway are way ahead of us on, on less regulation. So businesses can make more money, but people make more money, and that's we get the taxes, and we take that money, and we have a big safety net. That's the message of Norway and Denmark. Not what democratic socialists are saying. Yeah, and we should point out, obviously, there's major there's major issues with that. I mean, you know, it's easy to do a Huge. Norway and a Denmark when you have the United States doing all the innovations for you, right? Like, it's easy to be able to live yeah. off, essentially, the work of other countries uh, who have a freer market. And then, of course, there's other there's other more, you know, day-to-day pragmatic things. Like, for example, you know, the, the average new home in the United States is 2,600 square feet. The average residence in, in Norway is something like 780 so I mean, if you well, you, I think the I think the biggest thing is, and this is even too big of a state, but um, you could do this in, let's say, Manhattan, or you could do this in California if it was a country, and they had to live within their own means, and they had to live with the consequences of what they wanted to do, without dragging the rest of the country in with them. This is a very large country, huge population, very diverse. Not everybody wants to go that way. So if you wanted to do it in California, do it in California, but we cut all ties to you financially, meaning we're not going to bail you out. You have to do what Norway is doing. They have to live within their own means or go out of business. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of trade-offs there. However, most of them, mm-hmm. most of the people who say they're democratic socialists uh, when you're talking about people who are philosophically advocating that viewpoint, as we've seen from uh, Jacobin and uh, you know the, the piece we've talked about several times in Vox, where they talk mm-hmm. about that basically what we're looking to do is overthrow capitalism. It's not just Medicare for mm-hmm. all. It's not. It's not just the Green oh. New Deal. We want to overthrow it because we think it's bad. They'll eventually admit it if you if you kind of actually go after them. Well, uh, in the Denver City Council, uh, Candy. De- Kabaka, I believe is her name, she talks about capitalism and wants to make sure that everyone understands what she really wants. And this is not just this little vision of Norway that we've we've been sold. This is full government ownership, ownership by the state of the means of production. Listen to her outline it. What experience do you have on shaping the economy of the city and not turning Denver into a true welfare state where there's limited potential for personal wealth and savings? Well, I guess 
We'll just address the elephant in the room. I, I don't believe that our current economic system actually works. Um, capitalism by design is extractive, and in order to generate profit in a capitalist system, something has to be exploited. That's land, labor, or resources. And I think that we're in late-phase capitalism, and we know it doesn't work, and we've got to move into something new. And I believe in community ownership of land, labor, resources, and distribution of those resources. And so... Gosh. Whatever that morphs into, I think, is what will serve community the best. And I'm excited to usher it in mm. by any means necessary. By, I love that. By, by any, means, any necessary. means necessary. And by the way, what it's morphed into, in case you, uh, you, you, she says, whatever it morphs into. So far, it's 100 million dead. Uh, so that's that morphing was kind of problematic for me. Uh, morphed into, you know, a lot of people losing their lives in every single uh, instance it's been attempted. Uh, so I, I do not want to try it. I do not think uh, capitalism has failed. And we've talked about these numbers so many times. I mean, we've billions of people ripped out of poverty by this system since, you know, we've been alive. This is not going back to the 19... You, know, you can go back to the 1800s and sure, it looks great. Go back to the 1990s. Billions of people extracted from poverty because of this system she wants to close. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. And it was, uh, you know, and I will say the people of Denver knew that. And that's why, of course, she actually successfully won election after after those statements. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely unbelievable. The people, you know, it used to be said that the people who had the most to lose did the least to save it. It is now those with the most to lose are doing the most to lose it. I mean, our 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 nation is 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 filled with people who are either in denial. Oh, it'll never happen. Or they are uh, or they're actively involved in it. I mean, these these they're, they're telling you what they want to do. And, and I guess part of it is we haven't learned about nobody young has learned about the soviet union has learned about the socialist experiments these are all experiments in fact the first socialist experiment i can't say the first because the first was really the pilgrims no it was really jamestown perhaps and then the pilgrims they all tried socialist you know it wasn't called socialism then but they all tried this you know we'll all decide and we'll all just put our money in a big heap and it doesn't work um, the the a, a really big experiment happened in Texas, believe it or not. And if you ever look at the uh, skyline of Texas, just Google it real quick, and you'll see a big ball, a round ball, and it's lit up at night, and it's the Reunion Tower. Nobody knows what the Reunion Tower is. What is Reunion? Well, Reunion used to be a suburb of Dallas, and it was uh, Reunion, Texas. It's now part of Dallas. And it was the big first real socialist experiment uh, in Texas where they tried this. They tried this in the late 1800s. In fact, one of the biggest minds of the socialist movement from France came over. They were the movers and shakers, and they tried it. And it ended the way it always ends. Um, you were kicked out as soon as you got sick. You were kicked out as soon as you got old. Uh, you were not allowed to stay there, and it it all fell apart. Now, the modern socialist movement doesn't kick you out of the community. It, they just kill you. Uh, and so it, it, it completely failed, 
And every socialist experiment ends the same way. And what are we doing? We were going to try a socialist experiment in America and in the West. It will, it will end exactly the same way. And it's amazing to me that people have not been taught the difference between the free market and what we're doing now, which is crony capitalism. Crony capitalism, the reason why this is failing in many ways is because of many of the things that the socialists are doing in companies like Google and Facebook. What are they doing? They're controlling everything. They're controlling the way it works. They're in bed with the government, if not the government here, but the government in China. Look at Amazon. Look at Google. They're writing all of the laws. So the things that we hate about capitalism, crony capitalism, that these companies just get bigger and bigger, and they don't have to abide by the laws that you have to abide to. Why is it that that Google and Facebook are having a problem right now? They're having a problem because they they don't have to pick between a publisher being a publisher where they edit and they're responsible and you can sue them or a platform, which is just an open platform and everyone can say whatever they want on it. Well, they don't want that. They want both. They want to have a platform that they can edit if they choose, but not get sued if they don't choose the right ones or don't catch something because they're a platform, but have all the the benefits of being a, a publisher as well and control speech. Why, why are we having a problem? Because it's in bed with the government. Why are we having a problem with so many things? Why do this? Why do the why does the left hate corporations? They hate corporations because they know they get big, bloated, and then they control everything because of government. They get involved with the government. That's crony capitalism. And that's exactly what they eventually do. Do you really think that the people in Venezuela really had a say? Do you think the people in the former Soviet Union really had a say on how to make things? Watch Chernobyl. The little people didn't have anything to say. Everybody was too afraid to say anything. Well, that won't happen here, really. Is no one afraid to say anything right now? Is no one afraid of saying the wrong thing and being politically squashed? How do you not see that this is exactly where we're headed? They're doing all of the things that they, they say they hate. They're for freedom. They're for everybody having their fair shot. While they're in bed with people like Google and Facebook, who will do nothing but enforce whatever it is they believe by any means necessary. That last line she said should not be taken lightly by any means necessary. True revolutionaries know you got to break a lot of eggs to make an omelet. You just listen to George Soros in his own words on 60 Minutes when he said, look, so a lot of people, you know, they hurt, but, you know, it's kind of fun doing this. You're destroying people and you don't care because it's not about the individual. It's for the greater good. And there is no greater good without the individual. It becomes a, it becomes a greater nightmare. And that's what our founders knew. And somehow or another, well, we did not somehow or another. We know how it happened. 
they have made sure that our children are not educated in this and that our values and our principles are being sidelined and being silenced and discredited every step of the way. And we need to draw a line in the sand and say, no more, not a, not an inch further and preserve those things in our own life, in our own homes and make sure that we know how this story usually ends. And we write ourselves into the story. Who will we be? Who will we be? Who will our children be when they say any means necessary? Who will we be? Sponsor, this half hour is American Financing. Financing Corporation, American fi- NMLS, 182334, Okay, the Fed has signaled that they may drop interest rates again at their meeting later this month. That's great news. If you have a variable mortgage or you're looking to buy a home, that's really great news. If they drop them, please lock your mortgage in to a a non-adjustable rate. You do not want an adjustable rate because you never know. You can if it goes down, you can always refi again. But if it goes up, you're screwed and you may not be able to afford your house. And I don't know history would tell us that the rates are going to go up, but really bad history like, you know, Weimar Republic history will tell us that it's going to go below zero. We don't know. But until the world is uh, stop acting insane and stop moving towards insanity at a faster and faster clip, I suggest you lock your rates in and American financing can help you do that. Americanfinancing.net right now. If you're looking to buy a home or refinance, now is the time. Americanfinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. How was your Father's Day, Stu? Uh, pretty good. How about you? Yeah, good. What'd you do? Uh, I had a uh, father-son basketball camp this weekend, which uh, was, so it was five hours on Friday night and then six hours on Saturday. And um, I, I'm not in shape, is, is how I would summarize the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I am in pain yeah. as if I conquered Everest several times. And instead, yeah. what I did was, I think, run a few drills. Uh, and yeah. the drills that used to be easy, and they no longer come that way. So I'm in yeah. pain. I'm in, I'm in severe pain, yeah. is how I would describe my weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of similar, kind of similar. We're building fences and things like that. And I realized mm, I can't really do much really of anything. Destroying, uh, destroying an old fence, taking an old fence down with a sledgehammer. Uh, we have two of the guys who are up here uh, helping us with it. And, uh, you know, they're old, you know, special forces kind of guys and watching them take the sledgehammer. I'm thinking, nope, not, not, not a chance. I'm not even a man anymore right. i'm not even a man physical uh, labor is one of those things that we is, is nice to look back on but i don't want to go back there if i can avoid actually, it actually <laughs> yeah it's actually it's weird because i want to do it. i don't want to do it full-time 
I don't want to do it full time. No. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I was because we have a, a couple of heavy machinery here that I just been drinking like crazy and then operating. Um, but we have a couple of pieces of heavy machinery. And even in that, uh, you know, it, it's it's a hard job. It's a really hard job. And I was thinking to myself, I could do this. And then I thought, no, I really couldn't. I couldn't do this my whole life. No, I, no I, way. I love when the politicians you know, come out and they're like, well, look, I just we, we need to get these manufacturing jobs back. And none of these people had manufacturing jobs. Like manufacturing jobs are are great, and they you know they are obviously a, a central part of our economy. But very few of the people advocating for them have actually done them. Like they're hard. You get you're you're in pain afterwards. You you know they they talk about uh, this replacement of truck drivers, right? With all these automated yeah. uh, vehicles, and yeah. what they're finding is when these automations come, and not all of them, obviously. I mean, this is just very beginning of the circle. But what they think is going to happen is a lot of these you know, truck drivers who will go on, especially ones who are maybe old enough and not you know to look be able to train for another gig are going to retire, look around for a while, and eventually go on disability because almost all of them have ailments that could qualify you for disability because they all have mm-hmm. had to drive around and they have back problems and they have all sorts of physical issues that absolutely qualify them because it's hard it's like freaking we, work. We want, to save, we want to save these coal mining jobs. Actually, I think everybody who is in a coal mining job would say, hey, or replace it with something I can do. Right. I, I'm up for that. Yeah. I mean, you look at these coal miners... No, thank you. No, thank you. But, you know, it's it's a it's a little ridiculous for for us. I, I just realized I'm dead. The power goes out. You know, the, the New York Times thing, you know, where we're cyber warfare. Well, I'm dead within a week and I'm very marbled. So I'm being eaten by the survivors that are out actually using sledgehammers. Oh, in the cannibalism economy, you're, you are you're you're high, high value. Oh yeah, no, I'm they they bid on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the different camps. They they take me and they're like, Okay, we got this one up for sale. He is really soft, tender, mm-hmm. tender eaten and very, very juicy and fatty. And since people say so you're not preparing for the future, you clearly are. I mean, I look am. at that. I am, I am. <laughs> it takes a long, yeah, I, I long cre- amount of work to get to where you I are. I clearly am. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've spent the last uh, two weeks. With my son, um, it's really kind of been uh, it's been a hard year with with him uh, and because he's coming into his own and uh, and that's good. It's all good stuff, uh, but it's hard. And I'm trying to walk him through it without self-destruction because of what is, you know, what's happening in society. And, uh, you know, he had a real problem last year uh, around the summertime and then uh and then this this last year has been really really tough, and uh, it's hard because when you're a dad and you have more than one child, uh, it's it's hard to dedicate yourself to all of them at the same time, and uh, it's tough. Dads dads deserve uh, a day of looking up and saying, "Hey, thanks, Dad," because it's. It's a hard job and harder than working construction. This is the Glenbeck program. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Uh, Goldline has their four coin collection of 1881, their $5 Liberty Gold coins from the U.S. 
they've acquired these um this is an old-time hoard of these coins it's not a large quantity but enough to make a special offer to gold line customers if you already own gold you might want to consider going buying more these are the kind of gold coins that i buy uh it's the half eagle from the late 1800s this is when you know this is this is when the country was at its its height the moonshot of the 1800s was the railroad as we were building the railroad this is the money that they used uh this is a four coin collection it is great for history but also for value these are near non-circulated in quality uh you can find it now at goldline.com ask them why i buy gold coins like this uh and do your own homework find out if gold or silver is right for you they have plenty of important risk information that they will do but this is a very nice introduction or addition to what you already have goldline.com the second amendment what's the truth behind it we hear all the claims we're going to dispel a lot of the myths about the second amendment tonight blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn this is a really good podcast uh this weekend the glenn beck podcast which you can hear on iTunes or wherever you download a podcast. If you're a, if you're a subscriber to the blaze, you'll get it there. Uh, but the podcast is, it was really, really good this weekend and so well worth um, your time. Just listen to it, even in bits and pieces over the week, if you can, we had um, James Lindsay and Peter Bogosian. Uh, and these are the two scientists that are trying to take on the educational system and trying to uproot it and say, what are you doing? shake it back awake and show how off track it really is. And they have just become pariahs and they know it. And um, we had a fascinating conversation. I want to just play a couple of uh, things. Uh, Bogosian is a, is a big um, uh, atheist. And I, I, I wondered how we were going to be able to sit down and have a real conversation. Uh, and if this would come up and if it did, how it would be handled I want you to listen to this. Here's Lindsay and Bogosian on religion. The only reason people believe in the new religion is because they stop believing in the old, right? It's Nietzsche. Uh, it's a kind of just thinking about Game of Thrones, but yeah. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have the new gods and the old <laughs> <Thank> gods. <you. laughs> uh, and so Jim and I have written extensively about how there's a new religion. And then this new religion is, it's, I don't know if it's a religion or a worldview or a cult. We're it's still almost a religion. It is a faith tradition, in, or not tradition really. It is a faith system for certain. The social justice uh, is a faith system at this point. But they won't admit it because they don't have to because their canon mm-hmm. looks like knowledge. Mm-hmm. They aren't pointing to scripture. They're pointing to. So but it is their scripture. It is. It is. It Functionally, is it is. We have the parallel. We have the parallels that you can speak to: privilege being original sin, political correctness oh, yeah. being blasphemy, yeah. privilege also hundred. being depravity. Uh, yeah, it, it right. Corrupts you totally and makes it so that you can't do anything. But in, in, in depravity, in the religious sense or Calvinist sense, it's that you are depraved in the sense that you seek to sin. And here, it's your privilege, so you seek to maintain your privilege. It's, right. it's a perfect parallel. Uh, concept and they go all the way down. Wokeness is being born again, and you can just go down the list. It's, Have you written this yet? Yeah, I, yeah, I wrote it's it just before Christmas. Aereo like. Magazine. Helen Pluckrose is our third contributor. Mm. It's in Aereo Magazine. It's We've fifteen thousand words, it. so enjoy your time. Oh, I will. <laughs> it's a solid yeah, hour. Talk. And I think so. Part of this is you know we hosted the James Demore event at Portland State University, and it was going to be James Demore and myself, and we invited the Women's Studies Department on stage. They said no. Two days later. 
James and Helen Pluckrose and I did an event at Portland State, and we invited the women's studies again. Nothing. We have consistently invited people to have conversations with us, and it's incredibly difficult when you want to have a conversation with us. That's why it's it's so interesting to me that the people on the right have been so welcoming to us. Right. I mean, I've never lied to anybody. You know, I'm an atheist. You know, I'm a liberal. Mm-hmm. I've never lied to anybody, but you've never lied to anybody Me about too. what you believe. And I've been uh, totally taken aback by how welcoming people are. Because you because part, perhaps you have bought into um, the narrative that the right and some on the right mm. are this way, are a progressive Right. Mm. Are a big government, big control, mm. you know, that there are those Christians who are like my way on the highway. Good. We can get everybody baptized or whatever yeah, yeah. that there are. There is that sliver. But the right generally, the strength still is this constitutional. I don't hate my neighbor. I don't yeah. mind. We, I want to work together. We're we're here because we see this vision that people can do something great with their life that's right. different than mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that that's it's a small group of people, but I think it's actually getting bigger because it's it's in the American DNA. Um, Lindsay, uh, James Lindsay and Peter Bogosian on uh, on a broker of conversation. Listen, I say this with total sincerity that you are a sincere broker of conversation. I appreciate you having us on, even though, you know, we, we have differences of opinion and that's fantastic. Well, I mean, you I don't understand I mean, how, I'll tell I mean, you, you're I'll making a big why, deal out of this. Is, is this not happening anywhere? Because nobody, <laughs> not in our lives, not in our lives. I mean, people, since we've come out, with people on quote, whatever our side should be, aren't inviting us on their shows. They're not talking to us. They're Talked heaping... two left-wing outlets since October. They're heaping derision on us. Like, you know, so when we did the atheist thing, everyone was like, oh, you know, you guys are just liberals or whatever. Well, they were right. But now that we've done this and that we've attacked kind of our own tribe or our own side, and the reason is, even though I share a lot of those impulses, that doesn't mean you get to make stuff up. That doesn't mean you get to pretend that something is knowledge. Like, we really need to have something we can count on, something we can go to, something we can point to, and then we can squabble over public policy. But we need to have things that we can point to and say, hey, you know what? We know this. This has been, we've come about this, the integrity of this process is intact. You don't have to worry about right. it. The process needs to be defended. Yeah, the process needs to be defended. And that's the other thing that we've lost. So I really do appreciate you inviting us on, you having a sincere and honest conversation with us. And that's exactly what we need. And we're not having it. Yep. So can I tell you something? Yeah. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. This is a This is an amazing conversation because you realize how much we really have in uh, common and let me play these last two clips for you here they are uh, james Lindsay and peter bogosian on idea laundering postmodernism right is is what our friend brett weinstein calls idea laundering so they have this idea like they have this moral urge and they don't know how to discharge this urge they don't know what to do so they get a bunch of other people who have this urge together who have some kind of deep moral feeling about something and they write a journal or they publish a journal and then they idea launder they start publishing their mm-hmm. 
they're, mm-hmm. I think they're insane ideas, but they start publishing these ideas in journals, and then those journals inform public policy. So when someone says, how do you know the trigger warnings? How do you know safe spaces? How do you know microaggressions? Well, they point to the journal articles. How do you know that observing or training men like you train dogs will prevent exactly. rape culture? Well, right. you, you push it through a journal. Now, it's, now it's knowledge. Now it's knowledge. Yeah. You, have, you have the same thing. This is how they distorted history. We have, for instance, George Washington, all of the stories written by the guys at the time that knew him, were next to him. Those have all been erased. And new professors come in with new studies. It's their opinion. And they start quoting the next book quotes that guy. And the next book quotes the two guys. And then all of a sudden it's it's done. And what you're probably looking at there is coming out of what they call critical race theory. And critical race theory is openly historically revisionist. What's it supposed to do? It's supposed to show that the white power has always been trying to maintain itself. So somehow, no matter what happened, like the civil rights successes, for example, that was white people trying to make themselves look good by giving black people rights. That's it was a means for white supremacy to maintain itself. So they rewrite history in a sense that always serves the narrative that they're trying to spin. And then if it gets any legs behind it, once it gets published, so, and they teach our kids now. this. These guys um, got a lot of heat this weekend for being on my program. A lot of heat, uh, but they're used to it. And um, I want to leave you with one one piece. And this is why it is important that we have these conversations and that you engage and you listen in the podcast and you suggest to me people that you think should be on the podcast that are deep thinkers that can be reasonable and and they base their life and their 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 viewpoints on facts. Here's the uh, last cut. It's really interesting because I spend a lot of time with conservatives because I live in the South. A lot of my friends are, are conservatives, libertarian conservatives, classical liberals at heart with conservative views. And I am actually encouraged by what I'm seeing there. Uh, again and again, I hear the same thing. And I don't know what the reasons are. Maybe it's just because Trump's in power and all of this, but... I do know that I keep hearing again and again, I'm tired of all the fighting. I'm tired of it being, you know, daggers against daggers. I'm tired of it being that I can't be your friend because our politics differ. Let's go back to what Jefferson said, where matters of religion, politics, and philosophy don't separate friends. And I hear this so consistently from conservatives that I do have hope that there is at least a sea change going on. There is. I do think that. Because I did not experience that living as a liberal in the South for the last decade. This is new to see this as the main voice that I'm hearing. There's a hunger to have an adult conversation with people who has a different view without being called a racist or a bigot or a homophobe. Because what I see is people reaching across the table with an open hand. Right. And some people on the other side are going to slap it, but other people are going to take it. And the more people who take that hand whether it's a liberal reaching to a conservative or there's a conservative reaching to a liberal, the more people who take that hand, the, f- the faster this problem gets fixed. And you probably find you have far more in common. One, one has far more in common if they're a conservative with a, with a liberal. And par- part of the reason is, I think, it, I was telling Jim, I think last night at dinner, it's really weird. Like, here we are, two liberal atheists. We're on your show. We're hanging out. I'm having a good time. Your staff was fantastic to me. It's really interesting. I wish I could have heard the rest of it. You can hear the rest of it now on the podcast. Uh, it came out last Saturday, so it's available now wherever you download your podcast. 
really well worth your time. You will understand what's happening to our country. You'll understand what's happening in education, how bad this fight really is. And I think you'll walk away with real hope. It's the latest of the Glenn Beck podcast. Just download it. Please rate and review. That helps other people uh, discover it. Rate and review. Go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. First thing you do when you get into your car, especially if you know somebody else has been driving it, is you adjust the seat. And if you if you have a, a a nice car, a luxury car, if you're blessed enough to be able to drive one of those, you know that it has all kinds of adjustments, and it can adjust, you know, the lumbar support, and you can get it just right. Well, how about your office chair? If your office chair has fewer than ten customized adjustments, then you are not sitting in an X chair. And I have to tell you, Stephen Crowder and I were talking about this the other day. He went out and he bought one of those. I don't know. I think they're Herman Miller um, uh, chairs. I bought one years ago. They're supposed to be the best chairs ever for your office, blah, blah, blah. So when you, you finally get a promotion or you get a raise and you're like, I'm going to get one of those chairs because they're the best. They suck. They suck. In comparison to an X chair, they're awful. And Stephen doesn't have an X chair yet. And he said, Glenn, he said, I've got one of these really expensive chairs. I said, I know, brother. And he said, it's terrible. It doesn't do anything. An X chair has all of the adjustments that'll make you sit up straight. It will support you. I mean, it is the best chair I've ever sat in. You can try it yourself. 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't love it as much as I do, just ship it back and 100% money-back guarantee. Get $100 off right now at xchairbeck.com, or you can call 844-4X-CHAIR. 844-4X-CHAIR. If you use the promo code X-WHEELS, you're going to receive a a free set of the new X-WHEELS with your chair. It is 844-4X-CHAIR or xchairbeck.com. So let me go over the uh, top three stories today that I think were really important uh, that we covered today. The New York Times article on Russia and U.S. cyber warfare, it kicked up a lot of dust this weekend. President Trump said that it was a treasonous article. I actually think this is a good article for President Trump. It's the toughest stance on Russia yet. It's been it's been something that I've been wondering, are we doing anything about Russia for the next election, are we doing anything? Are we watching? Are we competing in what what uh, Putin says is World War Three, uh, a fight of ones and zeros? According to this article, we are, and the president knows about it because he signed in some new uh, some new uh, latitude for the uh, the general in charge of of cyber warfare. The second. Uh, article that was out this weekend the second big talking point was that the president's poll numbers are falling apart and and uh he's fired people because he doesn't like you know bad poll numbers not true he fired people because they released confidential poll numbers they did it not once but twice they should have been fired the second thing that you need to know the poll numbers are old and they're unreliable the president hasn't even started his campaign yet uh, it is um, it's something that he needs to kick off with a real positive vision for the American future. And he needs to execute on that vision. Uh, I actually hope that the the polls convince the Democrats that Elizabeth Warren is the guy is the woman to run against uh, President Trump, because I think she's a disaster. She is perhaps the only candidate, perhaps, perhaps, because this is saying quite a bit. Perhaps the only candidate that could possibly ever show up that's worse than Hillary Clinton. But 
we'll uh, wait to see. Hopefully, oh, please, Democrats, whatever you do, don't run Elizabeth Warren. Uh, and the third article we, we never really got to, and I think it's important if we can squeeze some of it in now, Bitcoin uh, is up to $9,000. And this is important because it's quietly happening this time. This is institutional money. So this isn't the people who are like, I'm going to get rich. This is institutional money, which changes things dramatically in the positive for Bitcoin. Yeah, they're all reporting on, on cryptocurrency has been horrible. And they, you know, all you hear is, okay, it went up to 19, 20,000. How many, you know how long it was at 19,000? One day. Yeah, there was a huge peak. It was over 18,000 for three days and 17,000 for five days. But the fact is, if you bought cryptocurrency in any month other than the peak month, I think it's now, looking back at it, 24 of 26 months since the boom started, mm. you're currently up. So yes, if you bought at the mm. absolute peak, you're down. But I mean, how, it would be difficult to do that. It was only at the absolute peak for one day. If you bought <laughs> right. twenty any time in the twenty four to twenty uh, out of the twenty six other months since the boom started, you're actually up right now. And you know the media is not talking about it anymore. It doesn't have any of the hype. It's all negative headlines. Yet here we are. Uh, and, and I don't know if anyone remembers the time that the tulip, uh, you know, boom happened and then it lost all of its value and then regained yeah. half of its value a year and a half later. Because <laughs> no, I don't remember that no, part of the story that did <laughs> yeah, seem no, to didn't. happen. Uh, you know, right. look, there's a lot of reasons why people who absolutely adore big government do not want cryptocurrency to succeed. And that is part of this, I think. But, you know, look, other people, maybe somebody, if you got hyped up by somebody and you, you bought at the peak, you're, you felt burned by it. But there, it would have been hard to do. I mean, when looking at it, I mean, cryptocurrency has been around for a long time. Unless you selected one of the, you know, couple of months that was at the absolute hype peak, you're actually up currently. And nobody's yeah. telling you that. It's, it's, a, it's a different story. Yeah. It's, it's 9,000. And I think what is very positive is that no one is telling this story. This is institutional uh, lending or, or buying. And this is what we said would happen. They would drive the market down and then they'd quietly get into it and they'd get rich. Now, really, it might be the time to get into it because it's institutional money. This is the Glenn Beck Program.